0: Hey, welcome, welcome back to the It's Not Just a Game podcast. I'm your host, Chrissy Sanders. Hey, on this podcast, what we do is we talk about all of the behind the scenes stuff in sports and entertainment, right? I don't charge you a fee for the information that i'm sharing with you i do this because i want to see you guys succeed i want you guys to understand how uh the behind the scenes and sports and entertainment works um so the only thing that i ask for you guys to do if you find some value in this if you appreciate the content that we share please share it with a friend uh make a post about it share it and also leave me a review um if you do choose to leave me a review make sure that you put Um, a little mini pitch about your business because since I don't run ads on the podcast, what I wanna do is support you guys by um you know putting your business out of the world out in the world because you're leaving you're taking time out of your day you're leaving me a review you're sharing it with a friend i want to make sure that i'm supporting you guys for supporting me so if you leave me a review make sure that you include um you know a little mini pitch about your business and i'll read it i'll read it before we get started um with the podcast right you know don't make it long make it super short hey you know i'm chrissy and i do blah 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 reach me here and um and I'm more than happy to read that to help you guys out. Um, I want to help you guys grow as much as possible. On today's episode, uh, we're going to be talking about something um, that's been around the national conversation for a while. And, and we're going to be talking about the uh, pay equity, uh, the pay equality argument that's been going on around women's sports. And if even in the pay equity is the argument Uh, equal within the realm of women's sports right so uh, you see our USA women's basketball team has won um, six straight gold medals uh, three straight FIFA World Cup championships unprecedented dominance just like they clobber teams on a daily basis not daily basis but every time they're at international play Um, we have the WNBA that's been around uh, you know for uh, since 1996 seven. Um, you know, don't quote me on that, but, uh, longest running team sports women's league. Uh, and you know, we have women's hockey, we have women's softball and, you know, and of course we have women's soccer, which has been the most prevalent in the national conversation. And so I'm going to be talking with, um, two guests today. Um, Erica Ayala from the athletic and, uh, Jasmine Baker, and they're going to be sharing their insights on basically how the how the uh, argument and how the conversation is and how the support is uh, amongst women's sports. So I really hope you guys enjoy the episode, and uh, we'll get started. All right, what's going on? So um, first. Y- uh, we were talking to Erica. So let's talk to Jasmine Baker. She is an up and coming writer. Uh, she's the host of Winging It, which is like a super dope YouTube channel that's covering the Dallas wings of the WNBA. She's been covering uh, women's sports since 2016. Uh, she was a part of an award winning uh, student show called Lions After Dark. Uh, in short, she's just a dope young individual like who knows a ton about uh the women's sports space and she's making a lot of difference in it welcome to the show Jasmine thank you for having me on
1: girl I really appreciate it
0: it's my pleasure see you know sometimes like it was I when I reached out to you I wasn't quite sure I'm like is is her name Coco's audacity is it
1: Enrique's Vane? is it Jasmine <laughs> I'm all of those things wrapped into my black girl magic on the court. I'm on the field. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. Anybody <laughs> you can know, follow me on, on social media. We got game two, especially on my IG. They'll see that I cover of black women in sports in particular. If
0: you're going to be Enrique's veins and Coco's audacity, I'm going to be a uh, Cambridge's top tolerance.
1: <laughs> you know, right. I was her nail filer last season. I'm not sure if you've seen that video. That picture. <laughs> I was Liz Cambage's nail filer for the longest time last season. It's so necessary, but I, I got. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god, that is like hilarious, man! That's that's too funny. Um, but like, um, what we have, Jasmine, on the show. Talking about today, uh, which is far from being Liz Cambage's uh, nail father. Uh she's upgraded to women's uh, <laughs> women's sports expert today, um, and we're going to be talking about the equality in pay, the equal pay, the equal rights, all the kind of stuff around the women's game right now, and is the conversation within women's sports even equitable? Right. Um, so, like we we know what's going on with the USA women's uh, soccer team. And uh, Diana Tarazi recently actually brought up uh, the, the the difference on how uh, the the USA women's basketball is celebrated in, uh, in respect to, I can't talk today, the USA women's soccer team. And she said, we won four gold medals and the next day you're flying back to your WMEA team. It's actually nice for them to be able to come back home and be recognized and appreciated for all the work that they've done. And, you know, uh, I don't, I don't think that she's throwing any shade, but I think that she's also bringing light to the fact that, you know, our USA women's basketball team has consistently achieved excellence, you know, for decades. Like we are a perennial power. So like, why don't they get the same love? And they've been leading the conversation. So Jasmine, so what what do you what do you think about the the way you know the the fight for equal pay is is being covered in in, in the reception
1: and everything like that? What are, what are your thoughts here? For as much I have to, I go back to the same thing you said. We're not trying to throw shade. I think it's just calling a spade a spade. At the end of the day, you know, even when you look at the it's so interesting because ironically enough, the same USA. Um, women's national players are when they're doing these interviews post uh, World Cup they've been talking about the fact that there's been a lack of support during their season when they're playing the most during their pro careers here in America there's a lack of the same support and you know like I said we only typically see this type of support during the World Cup or during um, the Olympic year so and, the you know, as we know, the women's, you know, the, the women's, as dominant as they are, the USA women's national team has not produced every, you know, every World Cup compared to the USA's dominance in USA women's national basketball team. Their dominance, whether they're playing in FIBA or um, whether they played in... Um, the Olympics I mean they haven't lost again <laughs> they haven't lost since what 1994 they've been that government sure. so at the end of the day there's definitely a at least people questioning what's the what's the difference here and I mean most people could tell you it's intersectionality all day intersectionality will you know what we're talking about um, I saw somebody tweet um, it comes down to basically uh, they said something about their bodies and their skin tone. And that mm. there's the, you know, when it comes to women's sports, unfortunately, it's always been on the the behest of like men, the male gaze, you know? And it's very frustrating to be taken seriously as, as a female athlete because of that at times. I think Generation Z, the generation behind millennials, I believe that they're going to be they're going to do a lot better, obviously, than most because they're growing up in a time where um, they're understanding inclusion, they're understanding that women are equal to them in a different way than a lot of the rest of us grew up understanding um, that. Even women grew up understanding it very differently because so I think that millennials really were like, okay, these ideals have been trash. A lot of these social, society um, societal ideals have been trashed for so long that it's time for us to rethink them, and that's whether it's in the um, society as a whole. Even when we look at the black community, there've been ideas about like how we look at women that were like, mm, "This can't, this can't continue." Um, so <laughs> you know, you know, so you're starting to kind of see that, and I think it's going to translate into the younger generation. But for now, as of right now where we stand, I thought a few things that really stood out to me. Or the fact that when you look at... There were two things that I noticed. For example, I believe it was last season they started broadcasting WNBA games on the... Twitter, on Twitter, yeah, Twitter had several places that they, excuse me, WNBA had several places they broadcast games, and they had broadcast, Twitter had done uh, something in the past where they had broadcast other professional games, and so last season was the first season that they allowed for WNBA to, you know, broadcast a few games, they moved that into this season as well, but today, because I was like, you know what, I'm going to base it off of today, so today when I went on to Twitter sports is what it's the handle on Twitter, you know, Twitter's actually down right now. Um, Twitter sports. Yes. It's, people are freaking out because as of right now, this goes back to just like, this is just another day of being a WNBA fan. So today they actually um, on the jump on ESPN's the jump. They um, announced the WNBA uh, all-stars today. Well, so a WNBA Twitter is a thing, and it's where we get a lot of our information, and where we congregate about WNBA when stuff is hitting the the um, the wire, and we have no place to go right now, and everybody's freaking out and texting me while I'm on the <laughs> I've been on here because I was trying to figure out what's going on, but. Literally,
0: just when you were talking, I just got an email. Not email, but you know like that ESPN alerts where they announced that Elena Deladon and, and uh, Asia Wilson are the All-Star votes. Correct, I guess. Correct. I don't, know if uh,
1: I don't know if people get those alerts or not. But Yes, if you follow the W, yeah, you definitely get, um, you definitely I believe if you follow the WNBA team, um, one of your alerts, you should get it for those of you who are like, how can I get WNBA alerts? That's the best way to do it. Um, but yeah, on Twitter, Twitter sports, has the handle. I noticed today that within the past five days, even though they broadcast WNBA games in the past five days, they have not had a single tweet about the WNBA. Um, yet, yet they've had a few, you know, women's, uh, USA women's national team, um, uh, Tweets. And then another thing I noticed today, or no, this was yesterday, I believe, at the USA Women's National um, Parade, Andrew Como, the um, New York's governor, he announced he right. had the equity pay legislation for the mm-hmm. state, but it was behind the efforts of. Um, you know, I, I just thought it was interesting that that's where he would decide to do it, as opposed to say, "I don't know, a Liberty, a Liberty game." I know. So it's like, only been there since the reception of the league, <laughs> right? Right. You know, and it's just so interesting that you see all of this support and love, even though you're getting a lot of support and love from uh, NBA NBA uh, guys. It, it's just to players and things like that throughout the season. I'm kind of like, yeah, but that's. To me, that's a basic level, right? At the end of the day, these are your colleagues, right? These are the right. best, these are the best, literally the best women in the world playing. So, yeah, obviously, I expect that. I don't expect us to be giving you a cookie every time you tweet about us, unless you're.
0: Yeah, like, because I just don't get it. Like, the shout outs to the NBA players, that's like you're in corporate and you're like in marketing. You're like, shout out to accounting. Like, what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I see you, HR. I see you. HR. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy to be how that plays out um, in our society and just even noticing how. <laughs> Some of these fan bros who have joined the league in the past season, I just say the past season, just seeing how kind of some of the fan bros have attached themselves and leached on to the W. And now it's you just seeing how some of these teams and even how the league handles that. I just sometimes think to myself, this is interesting. Um, but.
0: And it's weird because I'm thinking to myself, like
1: in one in one way,
0: you can't say women are this, women are that, and then still pander for the validation of men. Ooh,
1: right. Mm. That snaps. (laughs) Just snaps. (laughs) Uh, You know, and it's (laughs) obvious to me that either men are in there really running stuff in the W office, and we are still waiting on for our commissioner in arms to. uh, I I, I, I'm not quite sure how much she's gonna have to do with uh, their social media, but. I think it kind of goes back to the... We're still trying. We're still fighting. I think that's part of that kind of equal pay. Um, Even though I will say, I think I I appreciate... Don't get me wrong. My sentiments as far as equal pay go, I'm here for it. All day, every day, I wish every governor would step up and do it. Even if it's it's not even at a a game. Even if you're just taking the time to do it at a tree, uh, ribbon ceremony, whatever... At the end of the day, that's not just sports-related. That equal pay legislation is not just sports-related, and it's so necessary that people understand that and understand that this is for the working woman. This is for, um, you know, every woman that does not play sports and that is tired of being passed over and is tired of, um, you know, as far as raises go and things like that, we deserve equal pay it's just quite honestly that simple so I, I'm, able, I'm able to appreciate it in that context um but it definitely says a lot that that's the venue and the place that he chose and i get it it's new york city it's one of the biggest media capitals, if not the biggest media capital in the country outside of la and it's just kind of like i get it it's probably the one that, but you get your you get, you're gonna get the most looks that that day probably too so i get i get it in that regard yeah. So you know, and and New York is a very liberal place, so you know. Right, right. You, you know yeah. That. Yeah, I mean plus, you know, it's politics. So, you know, he probably is I don't know if he's about to be up for reelection soon. I know he, he's kind people are kinda of like that are constantly campaigning. Uh, for me, outside of that, I think you have to look at a society in which The frustration has been there for a long time in terms of people recognizing USA women's basketball team in the same regard as women's soccer. Because I've noticed that you probably see the most troll hate speech and things like that on social media regarding the WNBA compared to
0: day it's so funny because that you should say that because like i was literally telling somebody a couple of weeks ago like you know it's weird because if you walk into an mma gym like and no there is no dude on planet earth that will say that they can challenge a female fighter and there is no dude on planet earth who will say they can kick better than alex morgan but for whatever reason like people are like oh well you know like uh who was the girl i just said like uh Asia Wilson, Elena Deladay, whatever those people, like, it's like, oh yeah, I can dunk on her. Like, how are you dunking on somebody that's like six, seven, and you're like, you know, five
1: feet dude? Like, what are you talking about, bro? Like, why is that a thing? Like, why is that a thing? Like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm always, I always find it interesting that, I always find it interesting that irony in that professional, professional male athletes and college male athletes, for the most part, will never say any of those things and they're the most qualified to actually be able to dunk on these said women and do all these things right. <laughs> in the gym against a woman. But, you know, it's so I always find it really interesting when people say that because I'm like it, people act like Michael Jordan hadn't been, had, hasn't been beaten in a game of horse by average Joe. We've seen the footage. So what's your point? Right. right? Like this, I'm saying like, so for my, for, but Again, it goes back to the intersectionality of if there's a way to oppress a woman, people are going to find a way to do it. I'm I'm convinced of that. But especially people definitely feel some type of way when, especially when black women do not show up for anybody else other than their team. Like, they they just, you know what I'm saying? And my whole thing is, you know, I even look at it the same way where... People are like, well, they, it's almost like everybody expects people to show all these women to show up looking like Skylar Diggins or Liz Cam, excuse me, Skylar Diggins Smith or Liz Cambage, and I'm like, y'all are on a different kind of high if you think that this is how you think the WNBA is supposed to thrive as a, as a culture is supposed to thrive. Like yeah. right? I mean, like Skylar Diggins Smith doesn't even have her own signature sneaker. So, for me, I'm just, like, I, I don't understand the, the, the how people rationalize. <laughs> she does you know, have the who, most like What their rationality is with that, I don't understand. But, you know, for the most part, I've consistently seen this type of disrespect since I've been covering the league. Even before that, like, listening to guys talk, the way they talked about the league and things like that. But on a bigger scale... I I was telling Erica, I said, I thought it was really interesting that when I look at the national response regarding the type of celebrities, for example, I don't know, Mm -hmm. outside of Brittany Griner and Arike, I don't know that Ellen's had probably more than three or four, um, you know, WNBA players on her show. But I guarantee you, every single member of the women's mm-hmm. national team is going to be on her show when she has them on there. Um, and right. you know, I don't see Oprah going out of her way to tweet and congratulate the you know the Minnesota Lynx or the LA Sparks when they win a national title. So it just kind of becomes women's basketball team you know what i mean like literally even
0: when the olympics roll around right so they may go to the today show or this that and the other thing but like it's a 30 second clip you know what i mean mm-hmm. they there it's like it, it's like a it's just a mention it's not it's not like this reverence and that's what i want to ask you like you know and even you look at uh you even look at like the the reception right so you look at the reception from the the public and 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 things like that where it's like you look at women's basketball they have been leading the charge on that where when it when it comes down to lgbtq rights uh where it comes down to race rights where it comes down to police brutality like every last thing that like you know megan rapino got up there and talked about like maya moore was talking about in 2017 uh uh, Christy Tolliver has talked about before games, um, like, you know, to like, uh, the, they, they've been talking about it for years. And, and it's like, and whenever they talk about it, it's like, go back in your lane, go back to the kitchen. It's just this disrespectful undertone of like, how dare you speak, yeah. but yet and still the same people are like, my my next president, come on, like, like where does that come from? Like, like, where where does that come from?
1: I mean, you have to look at this country and how they've looked at white women and black women. I mean, I'm not even making stuff up. I'm talking about simple facts and how you look at the history of how black women and white women have been dealt with in this country. Yes, both have been oppressed. But when you look at the progression of women's rights and who 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 that has benefited and how it's benefited, when it's benefited, those particular individuals, and even when you look at today, the still the struggle for that alone. I mean, it's to me; it's ridiculous, you know. And some people will say, "Well, if you go on the, you know, if you look, there are more, you know, black women here, black women there." Yeah, because we've had to fight so long and so hard for those things. I mean, where for other women, they've been able to walk through the door and get them. Some some haven't been able to do that, and society has allowed for that to happen. And like you mm. said, even the response to, like, the fact that, yeah, Maya, Maya Moore has had a few clips um, this season of, like, her work in, in terms of trying to get uh, a prisoner out and fighting for his, you know, a prisoner who's been fighting for his innocence. And I, I'm... I'm um, I'm bothered I don't have his name, but you know, the fact that she took an entire season off that says a lot about Maya's character. But I think it's interesting that I think it's interesting that when you look at black women in this league, when we celebrate wins and victories, yeah, we do the whole champagne shower, but compared to the USA national team, they have been lit, which I I don't get me wrong. I appreciate the litness, but they've been drinking every time I've seen them. them. Now, I'm trying to think the last time a USA women's basketball team, A, got this kind of fanfare, but B, that we would, I just know that we could understand that there's this double standard and we're not allowed to do certain things. Like I've talked to um, even when you look at the WNBA media, I've talked to Black women who cover the league with me and they look at colleagues of ours who are white women or white passing women and certain things that they say and certain things that they, you know, they'll go out and uh, tirade and cuss about something. And we just won't do it because we know, we understand there's a double standard when it comes to us and them. And even though we're all out here like kumbaya in it, kumbaya in it, We're other, we're also behind the scenes talking to some of these same white female colleagues, helping them understand like this. This is how certain things are. Like some, because some people just. So a lot of our colleagues are very smart individuals. Like they're very receptive individuals, and you know, Lindsay Gibbs has done an amazing job in terms right. of covering the league and in, and in terms of uh, as, as being a white counterpart being. Uh, an ally, especially when she, she helps people understand the, uh, the nuance of being a black athlete or being a queer athlete. Uh, in I can appreciate that and, you know, that she's receptive enough to listen to us, um, which is necessary. I think that you kind of have that here where you, I'm not sure if you have that in men's sports. That's the thing. That's the beauty about women's sports is that we're able to have some of these nuanced conversations that I'm not sure they, that, that, that they're having, that they need to be having. I feel like it's one of those put up or shut up sort of situations where shut up and play over, over there, more so over there, where we're like, okay, we're more willing, more so willing to hear these women out. But it definitely you no. understand that, that that double standard for sure
0: yeah and exactly and and you're so right about that like in in, in all the women's sports like it has been a great platform for people to voice like things that what men really can't voice because it's odd like you said i think that to a degree there's like a level of resentment towards athletes in general because you know most people have to go to a nine to five and you know they feel like they're working their ass off and you know like they should be paid this that and the other which you know i don't i don't agree with because I feel like you like you know I feel like you get paid the value that you bring and the and the amount of people that you touch. And so if you're over there, you know, Bob and HR, you know, how do you expect to, to get paid, you know, $154 million. But um that's neither here nor there. So like um you know kind of going into to that like do you feel that um the 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 way that the WNBA, when I, I, because I'm thinking about the 1996, I think Olympics, right? This is right before people started, like, and even 1992, when the Olympics started and USA women's basketball has always been predominantly black. And it's like, you think about, you know, even the civil rights movement, how, other groups have disproportionately benefit from the way that these women pave. Do you feel like that with the other leagues? Like, and, you know, as far as like, you know, and, and I feel like, to be honest, like people only talk about soccer and basketball. Like what about softball? Like, you know what I mean?
1: Like literally like the softball girls don't get any love. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, I, I think like, what, yeah. So when it comes to softball, I think softball, there are a few, um, there are a few things there. I find that softball is, well, at least what I consider like a regional sport. Now, some people are going to be offended when I say this, but you have to understand how popular um, softball has become in the past, I'd say 10 years or so, how it's grown like a wildfire has grown compared to its west coast roots um we've been able to see espn invest more in women's games uh, obviously on television um even where, even the other night other day where people the women were saying hey make sure you check out the international cup game after the game is over after the you know usa women's national team was playing um i find that we need to have that type of support Overall, I like, I for example, I saw where Tasha Cloud is dating a player for the Chicago Bandits. She's been vocal about, hey, make sure you support the, you know, the NPF. And um, when is the MLB going to show the same support the NBA has shown the WNBA as far as the NPF goes? And that's National uh, Fast Pitch, I'm, um, excuse me, NFP, excuse me. So it's National Fast Pitch League. And that's the professional softball league here in America. So, um, it's it's different things like that that I feel like allow like when you're able to expose more, you know, you're allowed to have more exposure um, on ESPN and places like that. You're you know you you have to have those sort of things in place though too. You have to be able to say, oh, okay, Twitter is going to invest in you know showing the first two rounds of the. Um, women's uh, softball, you know, uh, in college. Um, and right. I don't know. I, I think it's interesting that you don't see the same kind of shade being thrown at softball players. Uh, I, I've never found people to be very kind to softball players. Um, e- people either absolutely love softball players or they're just kind of like, it's a like Everybody's first... Everybody's I've noticed that when people are feeling women's women's sports, the first thing they say is, Oh, it's a bunch of gay chicks on the team. Like that's the and I'm like, that's not a that's not a shame. But yeah that's, okay. that's like that's <laughs> Yeah. It just kinda like it's typically and again you go back to the male gay. I'm sorry. That's not even an argument. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's
0: not even like what does that have to do with anything? Else? exactly
1: and like espn has got to find another way too to under like um because i honestly thought that we were eventually going to see an espnw channel for this um for the women want to see women's sports 24 7 because apparently there's not enough of the market <laughs> i guess they don't consider it's enough market to invest in something like that but espn has got to find a way of capturing not just but, but cuz the sports demographic they're really even considering it are white men let's be honest that's really who ESPN is catering most of too so right. that's what you run into right. when you're kind of, when you're saying hey we need more WNBA games hey we need more women's college basketball games you know you're kind of fighting with that in a cornhole so it's just kind of a game of like what is going on
0: Cornhole to me, when I saw it, like you know, somebody like retweeted it to my timeline, and I literally, I had to get off of Twitter. Like I was so enraged, low key, because I'm over here thinking to myself, so like you know, and it doesn't even have to just be basketball, but I'm like, you know, most women's sports seasons are during off time like in the in the summer right like so mostly the only thing that's going on is baseball MLB and MLS which you know I hate to say it like I recently um went to a USA men's game and you know being totally transparent Jasmine I took calls during that game you know what I mean like it was quiet and so like I I did I I took I took three conference calls. Like I had a great time. I, I sipped a beer. It was great. But all I'm just saying is, like you know, to for people to constantly say that the fanfare isn't there for women's sports or whatever. I'm like, you cannot tell me that there's like an overwhelming outpouring of, of cries for right. for right. Like you know what I mean? It like you, you can't tell me that. Like you know what I mean? Or billiards or right. or poker. Like you know what I mean? you could sell poker. Saturday, billiards or whatever the uh, cornhole but like, you, so you can't put a nwsl game on you can't throw on a a, a, a softball game or wba game or whatever the, or even shit women's gymnastics whatever like you can't a women's golf you can't throw that on like you know and it's like And I also think, like, the way it's talked about needs to change. And I know I'm getting into something else, but all I'm just saying is, like, I think the way it's talked about, like, you don't see uh, women's sports debated at at all. And I think, like, that's a huge part of if anybody's going to, like, start – building an audience, you have to have controversy, like, to a degree, like, you know, you can't just, it just can't be a love fest all the time on, you know, or just, like, stats, you know, people pushing out, oh, you know, so-and-so had X amount of field goals, like, blah, 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 like, I mean, you know, you got James Harden being called a choke artist on national TV, like, you know what I mean, it's like, and I think that to a degree, like, you know, it's hard as a woman because you've always been oppressed and especially in sports. But I think like, so people are kind of, I think, a little bit hesitant to comment on those things. But I think when people don't show up, they should be called out uh, by the national media. Like, you know what I mean? And debated because I think that that same banter that's going on on Twitter should happen in a national I media. I definitely
1: agree. Period. I agree with you. I couldn't agree with you more. And um, I look forward to that changing um, very soon especially with the WNBA because you know we, we talk all the time about all the different storylines throughout the WNBA that don't translate in the sports center for whatever reason that James Harden does and you know for obvious reasons I think but I think also too you there's a lack of creativity there's a lack of interest as far as Not by fans, but I know the fans want it because I always find the fans are constantly letting us know what it is that they want, but I think it's a lack of, ESPN can make so many amazing, you know, they invest in 30 for 30. I I wouldn't be surprised if, like, less and have been dedicated to women, mm-hmm. but they put together these amazing programs, put, put together such great programming, but then when you look at how much is dedicated to women, you're just like, so nobody's just gonna <laughs> like invest in any of this. I said, y'all have a whole staff and a whole, um, I shouldn't say a whole staff, but you have people working there, working on the uh, ESPNW, you have a bunch of, uh, freelance writers You can have people do freelance content While you're at it I mean at the very least Put it on ESPNW And let right. it let it pop But I think my constant frustration is right? You know when And the thing about it is I've noticed the only time That they want to seem to talk about the W Is when there's been some crazy amazing play Or somebody's been arrested And it's just kind of like
0: Somebody came out, which I'm tired of seeing that narrative, too. Like, in my personal opinion, I feel like people's personal business is their personal business. And I'm, like, tired of, like, seeing, like, like you said, where, you know, arrest is like sports. But, like, I mean, when it's, like, so-and-so is, like, coming up, like, I don't care, dude. Like, I'm not trying to be funny. Like, dude, like, when you got a whole storyline of, like actual game stuff that's going on when you have team dynamics when you have you know like for example like women's soccer right like so people don't always understand like the dyna- dynamics that surround a uh, club uh you know like how pay- players are paid how little they're paid like sometimes they have to stay with host families and stuff like that that's more interesting to me than anything like than than these you know if i be frank yeah. these lazy narratives
1: that people push out. You know, because that's what it is. It's lazy coverage. You know, it's it extremely, right? extremely lazy, especially for those of us who cover the league consistently and put so many of our resources towards covering the league. It's very frustrating when we're having to do GoFundMe's to get to All-Stars, for example. Or, you know, we're having to freelance and just work. I and mean, freelancing is freelancing is great when you can get paid decently. But when it comes to covering women's sports, women's basketball, it's at it times it's peanuts compared to unless you and a very few people have full-time jobs doing this very 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 few and for people to pump out the type of content that WNBA writers and content you know creators are able to do is awesome and i'd like shout out to my peers because they're some of the smartest individuals i've ever come across they're some of the most supportive are, i've ever come they really are and we're, we're quite really frankly are. a lot of us are tired of the same things that you're talking about and we're constantly trying to create new narratives we're trying constantly trying to create um a narrative that that is, goes beyond just women's empowerment because at the end of the day women just being women and like wanting to create something better for the next generation is empowering and like even us even when we for example um Liz Cambage got vilified by a lot of people last season for wanting to leave Dallas. And I'm like, to me, it's just going to make it easier for the next woman or the young woman who comes up behind her and wants the exact same thing and wants out of the city. She right. doesn't have anything to do with it without, out of a club. She wants to have nothing to do with I'm like, that story should have been told last season in, in its entirety. And it was not, that was the right. biggest off season story all season, all, all during the, off, the WBA all season, and it was barely like barely any coverage that I saw on uh, Sports Center or Fox Sports Southwest. Fox Sports Southwest is the main channel that covers, I'd say, the majority of Dallas Wings games. And it's those sort of things that people always blame ESPN, but I'm like, oh, but wait, let's start getting into regional coverage. And then it looks even worse because at the end of the day, ESPN, I understand what their model is. They're trying to monopolize on all sports possible just so you know, they can make that money. Because at the end Ooh. of the day, I don't think the ESPN necessarily always has an interest in actually covering women's basketball per se. They just want to have that, just to have it in their pocket. Because I mean, you know, like, like their sponsors have to go mm. somewhere. So at the end of the day, I think it's like a matter of that, not necessarily right. just ESPN people making it seem like ESPN really wants to invest in the league. If ESPN wants to invest in the league, we'd see the same type of investment that the, that the the same type of investment that ESPN. And let's be very clear: ESPN and Disney. People tend to forget about this this partnership. Okay, and you know, having worked in uh, with. Um, corporation that when it comes down to these type of partnerships, these type of deals, they could go ham if they really wanted to. They could be having All-Star Weekend at Disney. There's no shortage of money. Jasmine,
0: it is not not a shortage of money, like, at all. Like... (laughs) Some of these corporations are like could be national mm-hmm. GDPs by
1: themselves. Like you know what I mean? Like they could really be a country. Like yes. these corporations. Yeah, it's like a shame so when money. I see it's the summertime. See, that's the other crazy part. You ever notice like when you see um, <laughs> when you see the, for example, when I look at all the corporation money that went into the USA women's national team, the all. Hulu did a really great job with their commercial. They did with, because uh, I, I thought to myself, it played on two different things being humorous, um, making sure you knew what sport it was and what they were doing, and obviously, you know, giving the throwback homage to Mia Ham, and then showing the equal pay. Like kind of a joking on the joke on the uh, equal pay, but not necessarily j- uh, joking at them, but with them. And I thought to myself, now that's how you do a commercial. But when you kind of look at the different types of commercials right. that the, the USA Women's action Team did, a lot of them were great. A lot of them were great. I I like the fact that we didn't consistently see the same commercial over and over again. A lot of them were a lot very inspirational. But that typically happens when it comes to. Um, national team getting commercial coverage that sort of thing typically happens and um in sort of this togetherness I also like a few of the girls empowerment commercials that I did see because you know some of the I I will say that there are a lot of us out there who are getting tired of women's empowerment commercials because again lazy. I'm over I'm done done with it
0: if I'm if, I, if I'll be totally honest, because I think, like, as a Black woman, and, you know, and you can understand, like, a couple years ago, Black Enterprise came out with, like, what is Black art, right? So, like, you think about Black media, Black art, and, like, it always has to be Black, Black. And that's the way I feel about, like you know, and, and Shonda Rhimes changed that narrative with Grey's Anatomy, uh, Scandal, all those things but it's like you, you're you having a black woman being able to write out experiences of all people. And that's the way I feel about it. Sports are sports. Like, you know, it's competitive, it's gritty, it's in your face, it's it, it's, it's cruel sometimes in the sense of, like, you know, somebody has to win, somebody has to lose. Like, you know, it's it's all of the things that men are, uh, men's sports are. Like, there's, like, fanatics in the women's game that are like you know people like um as you guys call them on twitter stands or whatever and then they and then they're like you know regular people and my thing is like you know they it's like it's always advertising that's like happy to be there in a sense. Like, you know, like I think about it, you know, in my time in corporate America, like, you know, I'm I'm one of those people that I'm not going, if if numbers are down, numbers are down. I don't care how you feel about it. I'm not going to sacrifice my work product just to make you feel good because you don't want to hear a black woman telling you something. Like, I'm like, look, like, you know, I'm tired of advertising that's, that's like right. women should be sort of happy to be there. Like, oh, we're just, it's Inspiring the next generation. Like, dude, do something that makes sense, dude. Like, do something that matches a player's personality. Like, I mean, this doesn't even, like, it's not even smart at this point. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's the same thing. It's like, it's the same commercial from 1992. Same one. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's the same Michael Jordan versus Mia Ham, anything you can do, I can do better thing. It's the same, like, I'm tired of it. Like, you know what I mean? Every, like, the, every, thing is like oh you know what I mean like it, 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 like oh we're equal we're equal damn it I'm who I am like it or not like dude like you know what I'm saying like look I'm not asking you to to follow it like because there are people who will actually follow it so I'm done man I'm over it. like I I can't yeah,
1: like I couldn't agree do something more. real. Could, you, know, you know, know what I'm saying look at some of the past commercials that have been done in recent years even last season you look at what the WNBA put out. Has put out. You could tell the WNBA and the NBA don't get it. They don't know how to. Um, um, they don't know how to market these women. For some reason, they just have. They've done such a piss poor job in marketing these women, and that's why there's such a disdain between the players and the front office now. And I have to shout out WNBA kicks. Last season, I reached out to them and I was like, I've got to work with y'all. I said, because y'all get it. And this was before they are where they are now. This was way before anybody else really saw what they were doing. I said, what very little I've seen, I could tell y'all get it. Um, Mel and Bria have put together something so special, unique, and necessary for the league and the culture as a whole that people... I, I'm looking forward to the day that I get the I get the headline that reads WBA has been bought out by you know uh, uninterrupted, yeah, or been bought out by, by Maverick Carter because at right. the end of the day, Maverick has always had vision and. I I personally have said in the past, I said, I really genuinely think that LeBron and and Maverick and LeBron's team are possibly working on something with the WNBA as far as what they want to do and how they want to invest in the league in the future. Because I said, I don't know what it is, but I'm pretty sure it's stuff going on behind the scenes because I find everything that LeBron does, he does strategically. And been noticing his investment whether it's in the, right. the, the league uh, making sure he's giving them a shout out or just you know showing love to asia wilson I, to me it's 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 very unique it's a very unique relationship in that regard that i haven't seen from too many other players mind you lebron is an enterprise so as far as empire excuse me well he's both actually so, you know, as far as I'm concerned, whatever he touches in a eternal goal. So we, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Cleveland Rockers come back on his behest. But I I think that when you look at what the W kind of goes back to what you are talking about, like play on these players' strengths and who they are, the WNBA kicks was really allowed a lot of players who have been in the league for a while to finally get that love, like you know, you, you've seen write-ups from ESPN, L Magazine recently. Um, now where, uh, I forgot who the other public, other public but there's been a few publications now where correct right, where they've talked about the, what WNBA kicks brings to the table, um, how they've allowed players to have their own platform. Honestly, it's the W version of the um, uninterrupted in a lot of ways. And I think that's the beauty of it. But, too, but also, mm-hmm. <laughs> what's not surprising is these are run by two black women, right? This is run by two black women. They're, 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 that's not by coincidence. You know, people will make it seem like that or people say, oh, skin color doesn't matter. No, it may not matter in a lot of regards, but in this one, it does. In a, in a league full of black women, predominantly black women, there's been a disconnect in how to market them properly whereas when you look at how they've marketed the usa women's national team and how they figured out a way to apparently give them every big name sponsorship you can think of like you can't escape them they're everywhere and that's a beautiful thing at the end of the day i think it's amazing but in the same regard that people talk about them absolutely almost seems like never hear the same love being thrown at the, the USA women's national basketball team and these pl- women are literally blowing out people right. every single game they are that dominant right. and it's just kind of, it's like UConn on steroids
0: you know what I'm saying like it's like the US like UConn on steroids like I mean it's like if you took the UConn women's basketball team and then you made them like you know all-stars yes.
1: and it's like yes. it's literally yes. it's, 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 yeah, that's the best that's way to it put is. it and <laughs> you to me I always think that when it comes right. to women's sports the way that people talk about women's sports is a reflection of our society it's just a microcosm of our society it really is and I've consistently noticed mm. that when you look at other facets of our communities you kind of get that same same thing but I think the 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 type of vile things that people say when they talk about WNBA players compared to soccer, I said you don't see the same type of vile, you know, stuff at soccer players, uh, softball players. None of
0: it. Or softball. None of it. Mm -hmm. You look at Serena, who's the best world and it's the same thing it's like it's you even look at our president michelle well not president but like you look at the first lady michelle obama like still having to be referred to somebody talked called her like a gorilla or something like that it's like you said it's that same vile thing which and i thought like what's really interesting is it's like when it comes down to civil rights when it comes down to equal rights black women have always been the first ones to take it on the chin for everybody else but yet and still it's like when it comes down to the support even when it comes not even just like for the players like you get into coaching you get into analyst work you get into um like just uh, regular journalism all that different assets of, uh, aspects of sports like the the women who go to bat are not supported by the women it benefits. And it's so hard, like, sometimes. And and you don't want to say that because as a woman, it's like a win for all women. uh, uh, Any win should be good. But it's like, you know, come on. Like, let's really acknowledge, you know, who really kind of set the standard for this. Like, I mean, it's like, you know, I think that even if people have been louder, you know, uh, Erica even talked about keeping their equal pay conversation in the news yeah you may have been louder but who gave you who gave you the the runway who gave you the courage like like um who's been around the longest like i mean the WNBA, the u.s women's basketball team has really been a pillar of in a real in a real like shoulders to stand on for social justice lgbtq rights equal pay are uh, uh fighting the racial injustice thing like i mean it, it's like it, i'm not saying but it's like you you have to understand that you're sh-
1: standing on shoulders you're not yeah like man, last, this isn't a new last season, yeah. like you know what last I'm saying? Season, um when Asia wilson made the comment about um being how, how players are being paid and you know then they were talking about not just paid but like their travel arrangements and things like that to see the type of vile things people said about Asia Wilson, who will arguably go down as one of the greatest rookies of all time, one of the greatest basketball players of all time, period. Male, female, argue with your uncle. Like, at the end of the day, <laughs> I'm not about to argue about that. Um, Asia's one of the GOATs. And she's, <laughs> she's only her second season in the WNBA. And she's already realizing, you know, that she has that, And what such a blessing is that she has that spirit to speak up. Asia's one of the most likable, marketable female athletes on the planet right now, period. And, you know, for the fact that people would say that about her, given her talent, given what she's accomplished... And people still had wanted to go back and forth with this woman and talk to her the way that she did, not even realize, not even, and that's the thing about it. People didn't even take the time to truly understand what she was even saying. They just said, "Forget what you're talking about," (laughs) you know. And I'm not not even trying to be proper at this point. They said, "Forget what you're talking about." They they were trying to hear it, and people were constantly being corrected on what Asia Wilson even said and what she meant by what she said, and that. me is speaks more it speaks volumes about Mm. how dismissive people are about female athletes and black female athletes because I consistently find we are so quickly dismissed whereas there are other people who haven't even been sitting at this table long enough to even have a microphone in their face. They're asking these type of people to speak up about these type of issues. And I was I always, always just find it so interesting how that works. I said, you know, same stuff, different day, and I will continue. And I appreciate having the platform to be able to not only speak on behalf of um, the, the the WNBA, but. These women who are behind the scenes and media, and who are who are doing an amazing job on the coverage, to make sure that these women's voices are consistently heard. Because you know the thing about it is, what I I told my colleagues, I've talked, I've had conversations with some of my white colleagues, let them know. At the end of the day, there are a lot of things you're never going to understand from my perspective when it comes to certain things that we're even campaigning, like, um, you know, fighting for you won't understand, you won't understand what the WBA means to a lot of black women who cover this league and the passion that we have to cover it from that nuanced perspective of understanding this is the only league where we have, first of all, majority are black women. It's the biggest pro league, women's sports league on the planet. And with the biggest, you know, uh, stars in it and they are constantly campaigning and champ, excuse me, championing for women who look like me. That is important. I do not want anything to happen to the WNBA, right? Like I just, like I never want. And I think about it is far too often in the past, our, our um, stories haven't been told. Our the narrative has been controlled by somebody else, and the stories haven't been told. And so, part of the problem mm-hmm. with Black history is that. When your story isn't told, somebody's either going to tell it for you, or they're going to erase you. So for me, it's important that we continue to let these, mm. to, to allow the, to these women to get on pla- the platform. Excuse me, shouldn't even say allow them to, but making sure that we um, have the responsibility of making sure their voices are heard. So necessary. Absolutely. Right. I
0: 100% agree with you on that. I mean, Jasmine, it's literally been like a pleasure, like to have you on. I told you initially it'll be quick, and then, it, and then uh, you know, you were t- it, like the stuff that you were saying was so important. And I'm like, hey, you know what? Like, I have to make sure that, um, you know people's voices are heard and then like and you're right there in the space you're covering it and I think it's so important and that's why I started this podcast because I'm like you know I see the stuff that you guys are doing you know what I mean just like when um you know like uh, when, when I first met, when well I met, but like, you know, um, when, like I was telling, uh, the, uh Rachel Gallagher, like, look, like I see the work you guys put in. Like, it is so important to me and it is so like important that you guys get your stories out there and where you're coming from, why you cover these leagues, why you support the way you do. Like, you know, I mean you guys are coming out of your pocket, like to, to do this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this isn't like you guys are getting paid, you know, six figure salaries, you know? So, and it's so important for me to be able to kind of like, let people know, like, look, you know, these women are working their ass off and doing a damn good job. And, um, and I really appreciate like you, you coming on, speaking so candidly. Can I love you. You find me games. on social uh, media. We got game two, the number two.
1: We are game two on Instagram, uh, obviously Twitter. Um, and you find me on LinkedIn, have you on LinkedIn and, you know, the Jasmine Baker, I'm in Dallas area. Um, if you're ever out here, hit me up. I, again, I appreciate this plot. You put you allowing uh, me to be on the platform today and just understanding that what we're doing is going to take uh, an effort from so many of us. And, um, I I agree with you earlier when you were talking about with uh you know when you spoke with Rachel and and my dolls my girls, um I, I always get a great opportunity to just talk with them <laughs> just it, it's it's been an eye opening experience working in, in W media in this past uh, two seasons so i I'm, I'm just looking forward to more uh, hopefully I'll be able to be talking to you ten years down the line uh, about my experience and how much the game has changed.
0: And you know what, girl? And, you know, because I believe in monetizing everything, like, we'll figure out a way to monetize it. And um, we'll be toasting on our yacht, right? So, like, you know, period. <laughs> like I'm dead serious man like you know and I I want that for all of you guys like I want that for everybody like I think that every woman like you know because people don't realize like you think it's just the players when it's paid quality oh no it's everybody around the women's game like the agents don't get paid as much the uh the uh, marketing managers don't get paid as much the PR people don't get paid as much the coaches don't like I mean it's a (laughs) it's a 360 fight so like you know want to make sure i really really hope that you know people wake up and start acting like they have some sense so um jasmine baker guys make sure you guys follow her we got game two um she's in the dallas area i almost said fort worth mm-hmm. because when i fly there all the time it's always in dallas fort worth <laughs> but like anyway, thanks so much for coming on